0: Hello, and welcome to Harold Squared. It is I, Attorney Trey Harrell, along with my father, former Speaker of the House, Bobby Harrell. How's it going, Dad? It's
1: going great, buddy. We got a lot to talk about.
0: We got a lot to talk about. We got a good show for you today. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Ukraine, the Trump New York prosecutors resigning, and of course, we'll wrap it up with the Gamecocks. I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about all three of those topics. Very, They range in scale from... Super serious to fun, but you know,
1: that's exactly what they are. The Gamecocks thing's always fun for us to talk about, and and um, stick around but, to the end, yeah. You exactly, you stick know, around to the end, there's some interesting it's, stuff it's going gonna on. Be
0: fun. But as always, nothing we talk about <laughs> is legal, financial, or tax, insurance advice. Um, make sure you consult a professional before you uh, make any decisions based off of anything we may or may not say on the show. All right, let's get started. Uh, start off with Ukraine. Uh, Last night, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a special military operation in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region uh, in a move, he said, was aimed at protecting civilians and countering the encroaching threat from NATO. Uh, Putin said his plans did not include an occupation of Ukraine, but that Moscow would strive to demilitarize the former Soviet Republic. He called on the Kiev military, to lay down its weapons and threaten severe retaliation against any countries who tried to intervene. Now, with that being said, following that announcement, Russian forces then invaded Ukraine in a mass uh, assault by land, sea, and air, the biggest attack by one state against another in Europe since World War II. And per the reports from Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian troops were fighting Russian forces along the entire border border in regions, in various regions, including a uh, ambious, amphibious uh, landing in uh, Ukraine off of the Black Sea. Uh, Dad, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, first of all, the hypocrisy of the Russian government and Putin, which we're all not surprised about at all. But he said, you said just now, he said he was going to demilitarize um, Ukraine. That's true. He also said he was going to denazify Ukraine. Did you know that the president and the prime minister of Ukraine are both Jewish? That
0: that is insane to me. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's his level of doing of going.
1: I mean, surely the guy did his homework. Had to somebody had he had to know that, but he made that kind of a statement anyway. Uh, It just shows you. It it, all this stuff kind of reminds me of the book 1984 that I read in high school, where what they say isn't at all what's going on, and uh, we're at war with this country today. But, and we're war with that country tomorrow, and we've always been at war with this country. or always—it's just yeah. phenomenal—the way they can use language, uh, and just absolutely lie, and um, and and think everybody's going to eat it up.
0: What, what's what's very interesting to me is the arguments that they've been—they being the Russians—have made is that the U.S. is lying, the U.S. is is, you know, trying to cause a scenario, or the rest of the world is lying about Russia, trying to cause a scenario, trying to do all of these things. Now, I was so grateful that he said the denazify portion of his speech last night, because that let me know that he he is by far the biggest liar because no, of the Jewish president. So no so, question. So whenever you're watching it and you're getting anxious and you said and you know your mind goes to is our government getting us into a war? Is it is it a war that's not justified? You know all of those thoughts that. Creep into your mind that 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 occur from this scenario, you really don 't have to have that thought as nearly as much because Putin just proved he's he 's the madman
1: he is the mad, well, he's the evil genius is what no. he is right, and um frankly, it is scary for the rest of the world I mean they start talking about the cyber attacks and they start talking about all those other things that can occur that don't just ha- that don 't have boundaries necessarily yeah uh, it gets really scary what they 're doing over
0: there i mean does that does that to you symbolize the the when he when he threatens the severe retaliation against countries who tried to intervene i mean d- does is he threatening nato when he says that or is he threatening you know w- w- what is he threatening what do you think he's threatening i think he's throwing
1: out just a verbose threat uh, to try to chill or at a, or at a minimum slow down anybody who may be thinking any country that may be thinking they want to intervene in this uh, i think that um the United States will intervene the way we're intervening now and hopefully a lot more with the SWIFT banking system and all of that in the near future, I think we'll do it anyway. But I think he's he's saying that not just to Ukraine, not just to NATO, not just to us. I mean, he's basically trying to throw out a threat around the world to put fear into any country that thinks about trying to help.
0: Yeah, um, it's... It's such a the, the the part that stuck out to me when I was reading about this is that this is the biggest attack on one state against another in Europe since World War II. That to me it it, it just it 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 astounds me. It blows my mind. I you know you read that and last night I I didn't I I stayed up way too late watching the news, because I just Me couldn't too. take my eyes off of it Me because too. of what what's going on, and the fact that they're blowing up targets in Kiev, in the capital city, I mean, it, it's very clear what they're doing, and it's it's it's
1: nerve-wracking, to be quite frank with yeah, you. One of the reasons that we want, or that we are so, that the whole world is so hesitant to go against Russia is obviously because Russia's a nuclear power. Um, if Ukraine hadn't given up their nuclear mm-hmm. weapons uh, when Bill Clinton convinced them to um, and given them back to Russia based on Russia's promise not to ever invade or threaten their sovereignty, I believe Russia would have thought real hard about going into Ukraine. Yeah. Perhaps Ukraine made a mistake giving up their nuclear weapons. Although the rest of the world was thrilled to see another power give up their weapons yeah. from a Ukrainian Protecting themselves viewpoint, they might have made a mistake.
0: I, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. There was a, a member of Ukrainians Parliament on Fox News last night, um, and he said just that, Dad. He said, you know, we gave up our nuclear weapons because you, America, said you were going to protect us if this happened. Russia said they wouldn't invade, but. You know, Russia, Russia broke their but promise. But we
1: said we got you back. We
0: promised we have you back. And, and A, we promised, so we need to k- stick to that promise. But B, he made a very valid and convincing argument After that. He goes, what kind of message does it send to the rest of the world when a country voluntarily gives up their nuclear weapons and on, a, on, a, on a promise from other world powers, and then those world powers break both of those promises? I mean, wh- what kind of message does that send throughout the world? The same, Not a good one.
1: The same message that it sent to the rest of the world when Saddam Hussein gave up his, well, he didn't have nuclear weapons, when... Um, Gaddafi. Yeah, uh, Gaddafi. when Gaddafi gave up his, uh, when um, North Korea refused to give up theirs. I mean, yeah. the the exact same message is out here. And, and you see what happened to the leaders who didn't give them up, and you see what happened to the leaders who did give them up. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine is probably <laughs> and, thinking real and, seriously and, about why did they do that. And
0: now, you know, Gaddafi was a madman and crazy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if that happened to him, that, that's fine, right? But now you're seeing, and and it didn't affect his citizens. It, they're, they're better, probably better off because Gaddafi's gone. You're in a situation now where the Ukraine was becoming a democracy. Mm-hmm. They They were in the process of cleaning up the severe corruption that was in their government. They were making strides towards becoming a very global player. And another superpower just didn't like it, so they went in and just That's exactly it. what happened. And now you've got citizens but, but, dying.
1: What happened with Russia is Russia wants their old Soviet Union block yeah. back. I mean, that's what this whole thing's about. That's why they want all of Ukraine back. That's also why I'm not convinced that they'll stop after Ukraine, which is what really gets scary for the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely does. And, you know, moving on from that, you know, particularly his threat, his um, threatened severe retaliation against countries that try to intervene. Well, who knows if we're going to intervene? Because, by the way, it's uh, Thursday afternoon, February 24th, as we're taping this. And to my understanding, President Biden still has not addressed the nation. I don't
1: think he has yet.
0: Yeah. And so... Who knows what we're gonna do? Which is uh, unless pathetic. he
1: did in the last hour, because I was putting together some notes yeah. for this yeah. in the last yeah. hour. And but unless he has the last hour, I don't no, think he has. No, they,
0: they, the just, just to clear that up for you. Um, on CNBC, they released a picture of him in the Situation Room, just him, obviously staged, uh, having a conversation. But to me, it, it's ridiculous that we didn't get a statement this morning from the President of the United States. It I, is no question. It is. Ins- it is it, it, if you want if, if other countries are supposed to look to us in what to do and our guys not out talking that's a problem they're not going to look to us they're going to look to Germany they're going to look to France that's a major issue but with all that being said if he decides to man up and actually have a conversation or make a statement which I'm sure he will before the end of the day you know once his meds kick in I guess fully or you know he's like, <laughs> all cylinders um, let's kind of talk about how that Countries that try the severe retaliation for countries that try to intervene against us. I I, I find it very hard to believe that um, tanks are going to roll onto Sullivan's Island to to come get us, right? I
1: mean, even if during World War II we did have U-boats off the coast, coast. even if that was, but no, that's a, it's a different world. It's a, it's it, a, this this wars today aren't going to be about tanks. Yeah, I, I mean, not international war. Yeah, it's,
0: it's going to be a buttons who pushes buttons kind of scenario. And it's it's interesting. The big thing that's being warned by uh, CISA and numerous other government agencies, particularly the FBI, uh, have warned businesses and local governments that they should be vigilant against any potential ransomware or other cyber attacks. Because, and this warning came just days after executives at U.S. major banks got a very similar warning. As to the current conflict... And talking about cyber war, cyber warfare, uh, as we know, Ukraine started their cyber attacks hours before, days Russia. before. Or sorry, Russia started their cyber attacks on Ukraine, and have targeted and taken down Parliament's website, several Ukrainian banks, and other government entities. So obviously, that would be the route that we would get. And now, what we have to pay attention to is even if Russian hackers don't directly set their sights on U.S. entities, what we've got to remember in all this, Dad. Is Ukraine's dependent dependence on foreign technology, all right? And what I mean by that is Ukraine doesn't have spy satellites let's try again. Ukraine doesn't have spy satellites, all right So they're using your Googles and your your other Google Earths and everything else to rely on getting that intelligence. okay So what that means is the Russian government is going to potentially have to attack from a cyber standpoint these commercial satellites that are, that are headquartered by countries in the United States, do you consider that if they come and attack a United States company on United States soil or, or whatever based on, our, is that an, an act of war by the Russian government I, against the United States?
1: I think that our, I, I believe that our ability to conduct a cyber war which it would be, uh, it would be a cyber war. Is mm-hmm. what would happen. I don't like we said a moment ago. I, I'm not. I don't really expect tanks to roll into the United States. I don't really expect nuclear missiles to be fired. Nobody even nobody in the, wins that. Nobody scenario. and yeah. right and even the mad genius in in Russia doesn't probably doesn't want that to happen mm-hmm. because of what happens to his own leadership and his own his own himself. Yeah. So I don't really expect that, but I do expect. We could end up in a full blown cyber war, and but what I mean by that is Russians take out satellites that matter to us, we take out satellites that matter to them, China gets involved and starts taking out satellites that matter to us, and and all of a sudden you've got cyber attacks, people, att- countries attacking our grid, us attacking their grid, mm-hmm. uh, and taking down each other's grids. I can see that, I can see it evolving into that. And that's pretty scary to me. So we all need to make sure we got our guns and our (laughs) ammo ammo and our our water and our our water and our dry and our rice and our dried beans and and the whole bit. And I don't mean like call one of those places that advertise. You know, call us for your your box, Box right? But I mean, but everybody just needs to be aware of what's going on because if if the cyber thing starts escalating, um, I don't know that Russia would, would or even China would purposely. Hit our grid, although a lot of people are talking about that, because they know we have probably better capacity or Mm -hmm. capability, excuse me, to hit their grid back harder. And nobody wins in that scenario also. So I'm not sure that they do that to us. The fear for cyber attack is that a cyber attack on, on, say, on Ukraine. It's that cyber attack already spilled out beyond Ukraine because mm-hmm. cyber really doesn't have borders. Yeah. A cyber attack that moves to Poland probably spills out into some more Western Europe. And so you can't say, a country can't say, we're only going to attack that country. And as that starts escalating out and, they, and the unintended attack on grids that are beyond where they were aiming, yeah. it, that creates the whole cyber warfare thing on each other again. So I, I think it, it could be uh, it could be scary, but, um, but I think people, you know, I, I think you ought to treat this, we in the United States ought to be treating this like we treat hurricanes coming. You ought to have water, your cars ought to be gassed up. You ought to just have all that stuff. Yeah. You ought to have it anyway. I'm not trying to sound an alarm on this. You ought to have that stuff anyway. But if you think logically where this goes... Uh, if it becomes a cyber war because nobody wants to shoot missiles at each other, nobody has the capability to come put tanks on our soil very yeah. easily. so if it becomes a cyber war, which is what 's most likely, then you know you 'd want to be prepared to make I, sure that you 've got water and gas in your tank and so i
0: think you 're dead on this unpack you, you hit on three <coughs> three very interesting things that I definitely want to want to elaborate on if you, if you don't mind. I'm fine with fine that. You fine with that? Um, first let's 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 hit on the be prepared thing because I want to make it very clear. We are not old men yelling at the sky thinking, you know, this is the apocalypse and zombies are going to start running. Not out. even close. Don't even think that at all. I think that, that 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 a we do need to be prepared and you need to be aware. Because I think what comes from a cyber scenario is let's think but for a cyber warfare scenario, it it is is little as US infrastructure targets are hit. For example, and it won't be the Russian government. It'll be hackers you know, that happen to live in Russia like it was last time. Because let's, th- let's take, talk about the colonial pipeline in the summer of 2021. So many people forget about that. But in about it's May true. of 2021, Russian hackers took out one of our oil pipelines, plain and simple, for on a, on a quote, ransomware attack. All right, that, that's what we're being warned to prepare, to be aware of right. in this scenario. And the problem is this time they're not saying give us the money. This time it's move your troops and we'll give you your oil back. I mean, that, that's kind of the argument that we're dealing with here. So you need to be prepared for things like that. So what you said, have, you know, constant of gas. I'll tell you what Amber and I talked about that we're going to do is every time our tank gets to a half tank, we're going to, go, we're going to fill up. We're never going to let our tank of gas.
1: Smart it, to do because of how the price of gas is going up anyway, well, yeah, actually. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's what we're going to do on that scenario um, number one. Number two, always have plenty of bottles of water. It's and, you know, and why not? Like you said, like a hurricane. Have the stuff you would have for a hurricane because here's the situation. If the grid, quote, goes down or power goes out, we're not going to go to the streets and be shooting each other. That's not how it's going to happen. It's going to be a similar situation to uh, 15 days to slow the spread where everybody's just supposed to stay at home. Okay? So that's what's going to happen. And, and we know that's coming. But the, so, the
1: problem is, if the electricity grid gets taken down, you can't keep your refrigerator running anymore. You can't keep your freezer running mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, there you have there are serious problems if your if the electrical grid goes down. If the water system grid, I don't know what you call it, but goes down. Yeah, um, I was having this conversation with actually your sister yeah. just yesterday. We were talking about what could be hit if the grids hit. And my thought was, well, not really water. I mean, it just flows through pipes. All of that's controlled by a computer system. I mean, so everything that's computer controlled could possibly be a target. So um, back to where you started this conversation, are we likely to get into a war with Russia? I don't think we're likely to get into a shooting war or a missile war with Russia, but I can see a scenario where we start taking down, doing cyber attacks on each other, and it creates all kinds of havoc around the country, around the world.
0: Yeah, I, that's, that is, that is dead on, and, and to be prepared. That's the one thing, the first thing I wanted to unpack from what you said back there. The other thing you mentioned in your, in our conversation was China, and I think that is a bigger deal than people, than we're really talking about. It is something <laughs> that needs to be paid attention to, because if China decides that we're too focused, or Biden is too weak, or the the House and Congress aren't reacting appropriately, he's they're going to take Taiwan. Plain, they want it, and they're going to do it. So the 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 problem is, and if that occurs, we're in a very similar situation to if Russia decided to invade Poland. You know where we where it's a NATO country. I mean, Taiwan's not a things NATO. Not a NATO. But They're it's, not, but
1: we have a, treaty, we have a treaty with, with them.
0: them. So it's the same scenario, right? So and and why China would want Taiwan? Not not G is not. I don't believe G is a madman like Putin is. G is a very smart businessman. Majority of the world's superconductors and chips are made in Taiwan, and he wants to control the chip manufacturing. If if all those factories were moved to the mainland. He wouldn't care about Taiwan other than he'd probably personally care about a little bit, but he wouldn't. I mean, it, it, it's a business thing. So that's what we really need to watch out for, and that's what makes me nervous is we're paying attention to that. The other thing you mentioned that is, is huge is the spillover cyber scenario where they're attack, we've already seen they're attacking Ukraine and it spills over and it spills over because everything's connected. Well, what if it spills over and it takes down uh, government entities in Poland? Or in France,
1: that's exactly. Or in what Germany, could that absolutely could. If the cyber attacks start mm-hmm. trying to go to the next country to the next yeah. country, that can absolutely well,
0: happen. And if that does happen, <clears throat> is is that it considered an act of war under our treaty with NATO? Where now we're in a war with Russia because Russia has theoretically attacked a NATO ally. I, I still feel the same way. I don't, I don't even believe that turns into
1: a shooting war. I think it turns into a cyber war. Yeah. And each side does more and more damage to the other's infrastructure in the process. Uh, I, I can see it going to that. I'd be really surprised if we end up in a shooting war over this, even with... A shooting war cyber outside
0: attacks. of Ukraine. Yeah, know, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're going yeah. to be in a proxy. War. No, I'm, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, the United States being yeah. in a shooting war with Russia.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't I really An open shooting war,
0: not a proxy war. Not like in right. Afghanistan or in Vietnam, you know, but that, in, right, yeah, right. In a, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I I I totally agree with that and and I appreciate you uh letting me uh humoring <clears> me on those things you're talking about, but let's move on to the next topic. Let's let's come back home um whereas somebody if they were president of the United States right now Uh, we probably wouldn't be having this issue. Um, No uh, question. In New York yesterday, uh, two prosecutors in charge of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into President Trump and his business dealings suddenly resigned. All right? Um, And the reason they claimed they resigned was that the current District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, raised doubts about pursuing the case against Trump. All right? These two individuals were Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz, Um, they've been running the investigation. Uh, The Pomerantz has obviously has has some political ties because of his ties to Cyrus Vance and Cyrus Vance's father from uh, the Carter administration. But with all that being said, this investigation that these two career prosecutors who stormed off the job yesterday, um, that prosecution, that investigation that's been going on for nearly three years, has only resulted. In tax fraud charges against the Trump organization and the finance chief, so the guy who was in charge of the tax scenario for the um, That's right. Trump organization. So the question is, wh- where does this go from here? Um,
1: interestingly, also in a separate, totally separate case, uh, the, the court, as um, a, a judge, has refused. Uh, to dismiss the conspiracy lawsuits that are that are trying to hold Trump liable so he still has that little problem going on and he's got the civil case going on from the New York um, attorney general. I think it was attorney general. So if District uh, Attorney it's the Manhattan
0: District Attorney.
1: Okay, the Manhattan yeah. District Attorney. So if, so oh, and the attorney you're correct so all, I, I apologize, you're correct. So all of it all of his stuff isn't over with this, but it certainly sounds like this case might be just about over. I mean yeah. uh, it sounds like the uh like uh, Bragg has no interest in pursuing it. That's exactly what it mm-hmm. sounds like. These two guys have been the lead prosecutors, and they are big guns. I mean, he, they, they weren't just lower-level guys in the district attorney's office or whatever they call no. the office who were going after him. I mean, he, these are two guys who are brought in. One of them is working for free on this because of what this case is. And these two guys who've been, who are that level people, been doing it for three years, they walk off the job. Sounds to me like the case is about yeah, over about <laughs> over,
0: yeah and and they're try they're being overzealous they were over- being overzealous, one could assume based off the facts that we are presented, allegedly you know saying all the things so we don't get sued um that these were attempting to be semi overzealous prosecutors as some prosecutors can be um and were trying to push the envelope and the new d a said, no, we're not going to do that, and that's the issue. You know, you know probably why the new DA said that, because hey instead of focusing on Trump and these political cases, crime is skyrocketing in, in New
1: York. Yeah it is. It's it skyrocketing. is skyrocketing along with a lot of other places. Maybe
0: maybe we ought to focus on that scenario mm-hmm. instead of this other thing over here. Maybe it, maybe we should let federal maybe we should let you know prosecutors who are normally supposed to do that handle that, and let's go fix our problem. I think it's
1: very possible that, that this really was um, a political prosecution mm-hmm. um, and that this new DA, as you said, came in and maybe they don't have a great case. He doesn't want to be the guy who who files the indictment and loses the case and mm-hmm. said so they don't have a great case, so he's backing off focusing on the more important crimes like you're talking about. But you mentioned um, just now about being Cyrus Vance Jr. was the previous mm-hmm. DA, who was the son of Cyrus Vance Sr., who was the Secretary of State, to President Carter. I mean, we've got some serious high-level Democrats yeah. involved in this thing. And you also mentioned that, that the prosecutors are politically connected connected as well. I mean, it looks to me like it might have actually been, as Trump kept saying, yeah. a political prosecution and without having a great case, the new DA comes in, doesn't want an L on his record, yeah. So he just said, so he decides to cut cut his losses and be on be done with.
0: You mean the new prosecutor that came in did his job, reviewed the findings so far, and said, you know, I don't think we need to pursue this anymore. Let's move on to cases that we need to pursue. The only shocking.
1: The, the only thing that I would say a little differently than that is, I'm not sure he was doing it because it was the right and decent thing to do. I think he may have been doing it because he didn't want to have a loss. He didn't want to lose. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's that's
0: that's a very good point as well. But you know, I, I'm glad that we ended the Trump conversation with a little bit of a laugh, so that we didn't have to go from serious to fun. But let's have some fun now. We, Absolutely. We, let's have some fun. Absolutely. Gamecocks after last night beating Mississippi State 65 to 55, fourth win in a row. They're now the fifth in the SEC. Um, I mean, is Frank you, Martin still got to go?
1: I, well, it, it uh, I go back to what I said two weeks ago. It depends on, A, if we get in the tournament, yeah. because that's, we're still a long way from there. We've got to play Alabama, 24th in the country, and Auburn, number two in the country, in two of our last three games. And then there's the SEC tournament. <laughs> we're a long way from yeah. being, being there. And we're not even being talked about as a bubble team right now. <laughs> so, you know, a long, long way from being there. But I still say what I said. Um, if he doesn't get us in the tournament, the NCAA tournament, and and advance us a round or two, yeah. I think he ought to be gone. If he does accomplish those goals, then we, we're going to need to talk about yeah, it some more.
0: I agree. And, and and you know, I'll give you one caveat. I, you know, I've been I've been saying the whole time, can him get BJ Mackey? And I agree with you. Tournament is the thing. If you get to the tournament, you you get another chance, right? All that said, my issue is I'm willing to open it up for he gets one other chance. All right, if. G.G. Jackson, who is a five-star, 6'8", 210, power forward from Columbia, South Carolina, decides to come to the University of South Carolina, I'm okay with keeping him. And, and here's why I'm, I'm so okay with keeping him for that. The reason he's probably going to come to South Carolina is he's a homebody, he really loves his mama, and his mama is on record saying how much she really, really, really loves Frank Martin. There you go. That works for me. Now, and I'll tell you why I also would be willing to, to look aside whatever record for that, because P.J. Dozier and Chris Silva, two of Frank Martin's recruits who really respect and like Frank Martin, decided to go visit G.G. Um, uh, Jackson's playoff game in Boiling Springs and watch him play. So he, they went to the get <laughs> Two more players went to the game oh, to talk it. to him. On top of that, Beamer has been involved in the recruiting, and Spencer Rattler even posted a Instagram pic of the two of them on his visit um, hanging out. So it's kind of one of those situations that if Frank Martin is able to pull this guy in because of the culture around him, that in my mind, he's embracing the South Carolina culture and really, really doing what Beamer's trying to do, what Don Staley's trying to do. He, in essence, would have come around, which... As long he's a such a good guy with such respect around the league that if he comes around to this is how we go recruit and do things we utilize all our resources, then he's come around.
1: Then we have that conversation. But I do think you have to pause and realize the Gamecocks are eighteen and ten. That's a pretty good record nationally. They would be twenty and eight, but for two horrible losses that could cost them the tournament. Frankly, so uh, they're not they're not a bad team. Uh, they didn't do great in the middle of the season, and they lost a couple of games they absolutely should not have in the very beginning of the season. But but for that, they'd be sitting on a twenty eight record, and they would be fifth, solid fifth in the SEC, and we'd all be. They would be if not a bubble, if not already in a yeah. bubble team or, or exactly. whatever. So yeah. anyway, so it, yeah, we we need to watch it play out. I don't lose sight of the fact that three regular season games are left. One's against number 24, Alabama. One's against number two, Auburn. <sighs> um, and sandwiched in between those two thorns is a rose called Missouri that prayerfully we beat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> prayerfully we beat, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, but um, it's
1: going to be fun to watch the rest of that season and recognizing that Saturday's game against Alabama is crucial. It's crucial.
0: All right. With that being said, also yardcocks are 3-1, and one, beat Winthrop on Tuesday. They've got uh, George Washington coming in this weekend who was swept uh, by University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. We don't need to dive into baseball conversations yet. Not yet. They they need to prove themselves. Yeah, that's right. I agree. All right. With that being said, you got anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, A lot of enjoy this today. Uh, The Ukraine stuff is so serious that it's, it's, it's hard to switch gears and go and laugh about other stuff right now but I'm glad that we always find a way to do that.
0: Exactly. Um, pray for the folks of Ukraine. Um, you know, If you need insurance, call 766-9900. There you go. And if you need an attorney, 843-636-TREY. Uh, we appreciate you listening more than you know. Uh, just thank you for everybody that lets us do this, and y'all have a good week.